Friends, have you ever been disappointed by someone? Ever been discouraged? Ever had a doubt, even an inkling of a doubt? Then this gospel's for you. So let's get right to it. We have two disciples on the road to Emmaus who are looking downcast. And they have good reason to be. These disciples, these followers of Jesus, these friends of Jesus have most likely sacrificed a lot to be with him. They hinged all of their life on him. And they saw all that he did, and it seemed like such a sure thing. All his preaching, his miracles, even the acclamation that he gets when he goes into Jerusalem. Hosanna, Hosanna, the king has come. And then all of it goes horribly, catastrophically wrong. And Jesus is taken He's mocked, he's scourged, then he's crucified and killed and laid in a tomb and the tomb is sealed. It's all gone wrong. Tough things have happened to them. And so, rightly, they're described as looking downcast. That phrase, looking downcast, really struck me. It's a dangerous place to be in the spiritual life, to be downcast. St. Thomas Aquinas, he says this, of all the passions, sadness causes the most injury to the soul. That's a good line. Of all the passions, sadness causes the most injury to the soul. So many people in this day and age are so sad. And their souls are injured by that sadness. So what do we do with it? Well, look at the gospel. Look at the effect of the sadness that it is having on their lives. Notice they're moving away from Jerusalem. So this gospel passage comes from St. Luke. And in St. Luke, in his gospel, everything that is important happens in Jerusalem. Everything is pointing to Jerusalem. And not just Jesus going to his death on the cross or instituting the Last Supper, but also The coming of the Holy Spirit happens in Jerusalem. Everything happens in Jerusalem and they're going away from Jerusalem. So they're going home by a bad route. They're leaving. They're going back to what they knew before. And what has happened? Well, it's this. A major disappointment in their life. And let me just open up for just a second something I've thought about a few years ago, but I think it's still so valid now. How do people get to real despair in life? Real despair. So often it happens because of a disappointment. And that disappointment, whatever it may be, if it's something that they had hoped would happen that didn't happen, if it's someone who they thought would act a certain way who didn't act a certain way, if it's something in the church, something in the world, something in their life, career, whatever, That disappointment so often leads to discouragement. And then discouragement leads us to doubt, and then doubt gets us to despair. And to despair is to be without hope, desperado, hopeless. And once again, in a culture that is so full of sad people, so many people who are hopeless. So again, this gospel speaks real strong to us. What does the Lord do with this? 
Notice he meets them on the way, on the wrong way. They're going away from Jerusalem, away from the apostles, away from the Blessed Mother, basically away from the church. And how many people in this day and age are doing the same thing? But Jesus joins up with them and walks with them while they're still going away. And he starts to draw forth in them all the sadness that is causing them to slide from disappointment to discouragement to doubt to despair. He simply asks them questions. It's almost funny. What are you talking about? And they talk about Jesus. What sort of things have happened? As if Jesus didn't know. He was kind of a first-hand experience of what had actually happened to him. And what he's doing is he's drawing out the sadness of their hearts because that needs to happen. That's what Jesus does to us. You see, he comes to us. He comes to us in our disappointments and in our discouragement, in our doubts, even in our despair. Jesus doesn't wait for us to figure things out. He doesn't wait for us to perk up, to remember who we are, to remember who he is. No, he comes to us. And he draws that sadness out. He breaks us out of our sadness if we do what the disciples do. So to their credit, they tell him what's going on. They don't hide from Jesus the things that are causing them pain. But they speak to him about it. And I think people in the church need permission to speak to the Lord about their disappointments and their discouragements and their doubts and even their despair. And sometimes we think like we don't have permission to do that, that we can't be real with God, but we have to be real with God because that's where we are and the Lord only meets us where we are. He doesn't meet us in fantasies and imaginings. He meets us in realities and if we're discouraged or if we're disappointed or if we're doubting or if we're despairing, that's where we are and that's where Jesus wants to meet us. So open up to him. Talk to him. He's with you there. But then watch this. Jesus doesn't just keep walking with them as they go away from where they ought to be, where the church is. At a certain point, Jesus takes control. Oh, how foolish you are. How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. This is the Lord. He teaches them and then he begins to instruct them. So then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. See, Jesus doesn't just walk with us in our sadness. He actually does something to address it. He opens their minds, and Jesus has to do it. These guys don't reason their way to hope in the resurrection. In fact, they get all the details of the story right. As they tell Jesus everything about what they've experienced, all the moves are right. That this all happened to Jesus, and then some people thought he, they, some, some of our women went to the tomb, and they found out that Jesus wasn't there, and they had a vision of angels. 
And they said that he's alive and, and some other people went to find out and it was exactly like they said and we don't exactly know what's going on. They get all those things right and they're still locked in their despair. They're still moving away. See, because it's Jesus who has to open up our minds. We can't figure it out on our own. We'll never see it the way the Lord wants us to see things. So he opens their minds to the scriptures. There was a priest. He had this to say. He said, Jesus' message and even all the miracles he performed were not enough to overcome the sadness of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. Only his risen presence could ignite their hearts once again. That's right. Friends, we can know the gospel story inside and outside. We can recount it to people. We can have all the details. But if we haven't really met the risen Lord, his risen presence, our hearts stay locked up. They're not on fire. It's only the risen presence that can do that. Then, of course, great detail which deserves its own homily which I won't give tonight he reveals himself in the breaking of the bread if you can't see a clear reference to the Eucharist you're dense and I can't help you okay then you need the Lord to open your mind and maybe your heart friends the point is this isn't it easy to think that God has left us when we're disappointed or discouraged or doubting or even despairing isn't it easy to think that God has left us when we suffer nothing could be further from the truth Jesus is especially close to us in all those moments he's right with us if we just open our eyes to his presence if we just can share with him what's going on in our hearts see he never left the disciples on the road to Emmaus he never left them never once not even when he said or pretended that he was going on further he knew what he was about he met them where they were he opened their minds to the truth about himself and then he stayed with them by giving himself to them in the Eucharist. That's not locked in the past, my friends. That is so very relevant for every one of us here tonight. Jesus is consistent. He is constant. He knows how to approach all of us, and especially those of you who are going through deep difficulties. He's not absent. He's with you. You know, last week, Jesus passes through locked doors to amaze and awaken his followers. He does this week as well. He passes through the much more dangerous locked doors that seal our hearts and imprison our souls. Those of sadness and disappointment and discouragement and despair Jesus passes right through and he gets to our hearts what he did for the disciples he wants to do for us he meets downcast hearts and he sets them on fire
were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way? How's your heart tonight? May it burn with his fire precisely because he has come close to you.